0: and thank you so much for joining us once again it is the nightly pleasures podcast i'm your host and author of the piece you're going to hear today the great night you can call me daddy you can call me jack you can call me what you want just keep on coming back hi how you doing i've got a fairly personal and serious topic today that's been weighing on me and i thought that i would channel it um, and and put it out there for the rest of you so there's your fair warning. Uh, the, the basis of this, and why I'm doing it out loud, as opposed to how I normally do it, which is just, just for me, uh, is, a, is an article on Psyche, P-S-Y-C-H-E. Uh, it's an online magazine about the human psyche. And I read an article on it, it's not long, 10-15 minutes and it really resonated with me and i thought that i would just talk about why and myself so without further ado the title of the uh, of the article is how to forgive yourself and it doesn't pull a lot of punches it's a uh, it's in depth it gives you a, a very clear outline, and I, I thought it was great. It's like the first time I heard about the right way to do an apology. Now, I don't think that there's a singular right way to do an apology, but upon hearing the three different stages of it and what you have to do to, to apologize to someone else, I thought that's a great model, right? You can always improve on a model, but that's a great basic model. And so you can look up the three stages of an apology. Uh, it'll pop up. And well, this this article is a little bit more complicated than that. it's It's a bit more than three stages. But it opens with uh, it opens with a man in 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 psychological counseling. Who has treated his daughter poorly? He has acted in anger, and obviously, right off the bat, that kind of grabbed me because this is my this is my big demon. And w- boy, is there anything more difficult for a person to to fess up to to themselves or anyone that they hold in confidence that they have been bad to their kids? A lot of very bad parents simply will never own up. And it's, uh, it's, it's something that I've had to really accept, right? On a, on a personal level, my parents will never admit that they did wrong or say sorry. I can bring up whatever I want, I, I've, I tried in the past, and their answer was that didn't happen, you're making it up, that's wrong. And even though the two of them don't get along at all, when it comes to the idea of, you know, you were not great parents, boy, do they suddenly have a real ironclad alliance. Mm. So uh, I, I, right off the bat, I, I kind of felt like I was divided between the two, between the guy who's asking his psychologist, how do, I, how do I move on? How do we be better? And how do I forgive myself? But then also the other side, the kid that got hurt. Because I am still, however much work I've done on myself and however much I wish it weren't true, I am the product of that anger. I am still shaped by it to this day. And I am, am doing my very, very best to move past it every day in every way. And I've come a long way, I know that, I know. But I still have such remorse and such guilt over that anger defining me and me acting it out on others. And unfortunately, why it's a serious topic, I guess I guess it's been serious so far, but why it's going to be more serious going forward is I've done that with you, my audience. And I could do the three stages of the apology, but what good does that do at this point? I've already apologized in the past, and there, therefore I, I kind of find it hollow to keep doing it. If you don't change the behavior, it's hollow. But changing behavior is very difficult. So the article goes on to give fairly concrete step-by-step basis on what to do, and I'm not going to sum up the whole thing. I'm here to talk about one particular portion of it uh, and, and hope that that helps you. And then, frankly, selfishly, hope that it helps me. So, uh, here we go. At one particular portion in the article, they bring up five questions. Oof, this is hard. And, And getting into it, here we go. The first question is, what is the worst part of the event? Right? What is the worst part of me hurting someone else through anger, of me yelling at them or condescending to them or being self-righteous, right? Someone who likes me and trusts me and doesn't have to spend time with me and is usually rooting for me and and on and on it goes. What's the worst part about that? Acting in anger and, and wanting to forgive myself for doing so. Well, In this particular case, I think it's good to bring up how I was during the height of COVID and just how awful I was. Without any mitigation, I had a good colonel, but all of my behavior, everything that I said and did was selfish, it was angry, it was wrong. And the worst part of that is, I took people who really liked me and trusted me, I insulted them, and I made them feel worse in a time that they were likely already confused, scared, fatigued. And I can't say that's unforgivable, but that's how it's felt. That's the burden that I felt for it, is that I've I made people feel like I felt at the worst parts of my life when I was at the receiving end of that. And that's awful. I really can't think of a worse thing that I did when it comes to anger. One on one, it's a little bit different. I have so many regrets, getting, getting intoxicated or not because it really didn't require intoxication, and me spewing anger at somebody, that's different. But as an authority, as the Grey Knight, and then and then just lashing out, I don't think I've ever done worse. So, that's the answer to the first question. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> what do I feel... As I recall the events, and the answer is incredible shame. I just I just want to disappear. You know the story of Thumbelina? I just want to shrink down to the size of a mite and vanish. And when I'm already depressed and I think about it, which is just to relate to you, I these thoughts mostly come to my mind when I'm trying to think how to go forward in general, or what should I do, or what should I be, or what should I make. And then these thoughts come up. What's the point in you going forward? What's the point in in making anything new? Look at who you were. You'll never be trusted again. You'll never be liked again. You'll never wash the sin away. And again, that's just That's just an echo of damage from childhood, and I've done my best to dampen it and and move forward. But what I feel when I think about it is that in a period of confusion where I could have given relief, where I could have been fun, where I could have been interesting, where I could have been the version of me that I want to be, I betrayed all of that out of anger. And even now, talking about it, that's so hard for me. It's so difficult. What do I tend to do when these feelings come up? And the answer is give up. I tend to give up. A part of, a, a part of me, a voice in my head says, you know, it's just not good enough. You're just not good enough. And giving up has a lot of different forms for me. I could drink the day away, I could just try and zombie out to cards or video games, or I could delete something I've been working on for a while, or just stop working, or just not turn something in. Cancel. Shut off the world. Just say, I, I don't deserve to be here, to interact with people, to, to have this connection. Uh, this is too good. And I don't deserve it. And right now, just saying that out loud, I can hear one of my former shrinks just so mad at me for saying that. Because what we worked on over and over again is you don't get to decide. You, personally, me. Jack doesn't get to decide for others. And when you do that, that's terrible. (laughs) We made some progress, but I guess I backslid. So I... I feel, when I think about these things, when I relive them, again, they tend to crop up when I'm trying to be productive or move forward or yada yada yada. I just, I want to succumb. I want to give up, delete everything, do, do anything else such a romantic notion to me to just leave it all behind and then just start selling windows again or something. (laughs) Right? And it's terrible. That's making a decision for other people. It's just, it's the worst of me. The shame and the remorse, it's so powerful when it's in the driver's seat. And I do everything I can not to let it in. So that's what I do. I give up. I throw my hands up. I don't say I'll try again tomorrow. I, I say I'm done, and then I have to coax myself back. It's been a while, but I've done it. Fourth question. What thoughts about myself, the situation, the offended person, or others I care about are associated with these memories? That's hard. This was the hard one for me. Because I was in such a state that it was hard to observe anything else other than my own navel, right? My my feelings were the center of the universe like I was a giant toddler with a mic. My thoughts are, my memories are, that my thoughts were that it didn't have to be this way. That it, it didn't have to go this way. And that we shouldn't give up and we shouldn't make it easy. And I think a part of me always knew that we were going to lose the war. People who believe what I believe. That it didn't have to go like this. That it doesn't have to keep going like this to be perfectly honest with you, is, well, it's, it's, it, it manifested itself as anger, knowing that you're about to lose a fight and having a good concept of what those consequences are going to be. That's, these are not easy emotions to regulate, but boy, did I fail. Boy, I I don't even know if I tried, to be perfectly honest with you. And that's, that's terrible of me. Because I know what I should be. What I should have been. And I know not only did I fall short, I went the opposite direction. I know that I should have just been informative and encouraging and then just you know i wasn't in a place where i could make sexual stuff i wasn't in a place creatively where all those juices were flowing but boy i could have just read nice things i could have just tried to to help people and i know that because i'm i'm doing my best to do that now and it is it's uplifting it's encouraging it's um It's a version of me that I always wanted to move towards, frankly. And then the last question is very much the easiest question of the five to answer. What would I do differently if I could go back? Everything. Everything. From my tone to my wording to how I broached it. Everything. My tone was self-aggrandized, self-righteous, and... and vicious i am sorry my information was overloading and overbearing i could have just i could have given everything that i said all that i knew that was true so much simpler so much better i could have been a soft place for others to fall because that's the only reason why i'm still here it's the only reason why I got to the Grey night period in my life. is because those places existed for me when everything else in the world was chaos and quicksand. Right? When I was just going through it myself, not when co- people were collectively going through it, but when it was just me. I'm only here because people were gentle, or because things were fun, or because there were distractions. That's it. And during that period, I could have done that. I am doing my very best to make up for that time now. I'm, I'm trying my very hardest just to, to be constant, to be consistent, to be good. It's not easy. And that's why I know that it's the right thing to do. Because it feels good, despite it not being easy. The article goes on from there. But part of the advice it gives is to express yourself. And I don't know any more of an intimate way to express myself than how I just have. I don't have a stronger way to do it. And I don't have any better way to show that I've got better emotional regulation than I've had. Not that I won't keep working on it. I am deeply sorry for taking my anger out on others, for expressing it the way that I have. I'm no more sorry for it in my life than in that period. And I greatly desire to just forgive myself, to move on within, to accept that other people are are just going to be hurt forever. There's nothing I can do about that. Damage is done. And that's okay. I am not there. I, I don't know how far from it I am, but sincerely, I'll keep working. I'll keep hacking at it, and maybe one day, everybody who's capable, myself included, can forgive me. The article is really good if you're having trouble forgiving yourself i highly recommend it it's it's you know it's it's not an easy read but it very much doesn't demonize it offers advice you follow the story of this this dad trying to do better and frankly i i think for my audience a lot of you uh will very much st- you know do the same thing that i did see see, see yourself as the as the daughter who's being hurt cuz what other what better i should say you know impetus is there than don't don't repeat the same mistakes whether they be mistakes you've made in my case uh, or the mistakes made against you i just i just hit myself in the face so maybe on a subconscious level. <laughs> I'm not... I, just, I, tried to, I tried to move my hand, and I just hit myself in the face. I don't know if the mic picked that up. Huh. Well, that's, a, that's an interesting note to end that on. Uh, thank you very much for hearing me out. And uh, I, I... I really... I mean it. I'm Creative-wise, creator-wise, I'm doing my absolute best... To have this be something that you enjoy, and that you can enjoy, and that you will enjoy. And, and be a person that you can root for. And, you know, do it, do it in a fun way. Because uh, that's what it's about for me. So, that's enough from me, the, uh, the author and the person. And thank you so much for listening. Here, uh, because I I still stink at transitions, especially about something so so intimate, so severe. Uh, Here's a story. Hopefully you find it sexy. Hopefully you find it interesting, and hopefully you find it fun. Ugh. No, I'm fine. I'm just stuck. It's part of the creative process, you know not being creative. It's the worst. Ah, uh, I told you. I told you when we fucking started this whole thing. I told you you're going to see behind the veil and you're going to see exactly how unsexy I am. There's just some days there's nothing to it. It's just a process. It's rote. I get through it. Uh, I'm stuck. Ah. Oh, baby. 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 No. <laughs> no. No, it's very sweet, but you could literally do the dance of the seven veils right now. That's not, that's not it. It's, It's the difference between sexiness and sex. You know, I had this ex, and she totally got into my head one day. We weren't even flirting or about to get sexual or anything. We were just watching a TV show and talking about it. And then she said outright that she really hoped that two characters weren't about to fuck. Right? And I thought this was really strange because... She really liked these two characters and their romance. That's when she was totally engaged. Put the phone aside, watched, and everything. And so I was very curious about this. I'm like, why do you hope they don't fuck? You know, you really like these two. You want them to get together. And she says, yeah. And then after they get together, it's not sexy. This should have been a red flag. (sighs) Baby let me tell you, it really hit like a lightning bolt. I asked her to expand on that, right? And she said straight up, sex isn't the sexy part of sex. It's the buildup. It's the anticipation. It's the connection. But once they actually have sex, it's no longer sexy to her. Now, she's just one person. But let me tell you, I hear echoes of that all the time. All the time. And sometimes, like right now, when I can't get it right, it's just paralyzing. I can't be sexy. I don't know how to do the whole anticipation thing. That's not me. That's not my milieu. I don't really know how to do it. So unless I have the idea, unless the inspiration's there, unless something gets jogged all of a sudden, I'm lost. I'm just going down an eddy, baby. A whirlpool, and Eddie's a whirlpool. Ugh. Anyway, I... I really appreciate you. But it's not about the sexiness. You're always at least a little bit sexy to me. Well, it's a spectrum. Oh, come on, don't act like I always do it for you all the time. That's nonsense. Yeah, see, right? Right. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know, it's there. I'm supposed to do it. I'm supposed to summon it. And then I can get on with my day. Which, again, not sexy, right? Like, if anybody had to see this up close and personal, this process, they would immediately be like, this is what he does? I told you. It's not sexy. And here you are, you're wonderful... You're attractive. I really, really like you and what we've got going. But, yeah, it's not there. It's not because of you it's not there. It's because of me. It's entirely internal. So, thank you. But what are you doing? Not being sexy. God damn, you're so clever sometimes. Don't play coy.
1: Why not?
0: Jesus Christ, woman. (laughs) I said woman. What? That doesn't count. Oh, come on. Yes, I want to spend the rest of the day with you, too. And yes, this is the last thing I have to do. And yes, I'm very lucky. I'm just stuck. Why? Why are you you pushing like this? Oh, come on. There's got to be something else you can do until I you know get it out ah <laughs> uh, come joke i you're very insistent you know when you're making that concentrated eye contact like i did something wrong that's uh that's pretty fucked up but it's pretty hot <laughs> yeah you know, what can i say disappointing a woman just immediately takes me back to my childhood and my mom and you know, what Freud had to say about all that wasn't entirely wrong. Yeah, see? I can give it right back at you. What are you going to do? <sighs> are, you, are you just trying to feed me ideas now? Ah, uh, baby. Baby. There's no shortage of ideas in my head. I have a hundred of them. I have a thousand of them. It's, 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 it's the spark, right? They all gestate. At different rates. Sometimes I read something; it's like, yeah, that immediately got it. And then sometimes I'll be sitting there, and two years later, I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's how I, that's that's how I do that story. Yeah, that's how I do that story. I should do them all like this, right? In this voice. Oh, baby, 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 baby. Ah, all right, all right. I'll play along. Oh, so strange. Okay, and then what if I put my hand on your neck?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Mm-hmm. You're sure this is for me? Okay, so it's a light grip on your neck, and I'm tilting your head back so I can look at you. Do Do we stand up for this? I tilt your head back. There we go. And then I'm looking right in your eyes, and then what do you say? (laughs) Well, come on, forgive me, but you did give me the opportunity to ask you what I was going to hear next, and then also choke you real quick, so kind of had to take that one. Okay. This is the story idea? Oh. We're just blocking it out, you say. Okay, all right. Haven't done that since high school theater, but okay. So this is a story in which, however we get here, the hard part, I am now holding your neck and tilting your head up at me. What do I see? Well, like I said, the eye contact is very attractive, but all of a sudden you're not making it as much. Is that intentional? Is that emotional? You're not looking at me because that's kind of interesting admittedly no, no it's also attractive in its own way that you're no longer able to quite look at me the same way i uh, I don't mind it that's for sure
1: mm-hmm
0: okay what if i uh what if I just slide my hand up and down your neck a little bit just little strokes you know just Easy, like that. You know, not gripping. Just sliding my thumb on one side and my four fingers on the other and stroking your neck. Showing you how big my hand is. Maybe just a little squeeze when I stop going up and down. Just a little. Just showing you that I could See, and your eyes look away again. That's kind of interesting. No. No, I, I, I guess I was always in the moment before. But uh, analyzing you is a little bit different. Do, do you feel under the microscope? Yeah? Do you like feeling under the microscope? Don't fucking lie to me. Look at how your nipples are getting right now. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I have this free hand, of course, that I can use to just make sure. Look at how hard they are. Don't you fucking lie to me. I'll pull these things right off. Uh Uh-huh. Ooh, see, even saying that sent a big shiver through your body. (laughs) Fear of pain, nothing. You know I'm not actually going to take them off. I love them too much. Well, if I love them so much, why won't I marry them? Oh. Well. I mean. Oh, that's a pretty good point. Maybe we should be. Hands up in the air. I said hands up in the air, both of them. Let's go. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh. It's been a while since I've undressed you. Hmm. <laughs> There we go.
1: Uh huh.
0: There. Oh, don't you pout. You can pick it up off the floor later. Here we go. Uh huh. Uh uh. Stay like that. Don't move.
1: Taking off my clothes.
0: Because it feels good. That's why. Because taking off my clothes while you stand there immobile and looking at me feels fucking hot. Yeah. Mm hmm. It does. Uh,
1: uh-uh. Ah. <laughs> uh,
0: all right. All right. You caught me. It's because you're a little bit shy when you're all the way naked. I don't want you to be shy. I want you to continue blocking this out with me. Mm Mm-hmm. In fact, I was thinking, maybe you might have just inspired something here. I could lie on the ground, and I could put my feet flat on the floor and have a nice little angle with my thighs, and you could strip off your panties
1: hmm
0: you could just take them right off, but you don't have to show me everything and you don't have to get naked all the way. You can just make sure that I have access. And that way, you can put your ass cheeks against them, my thighs, and I can put my hands on your hips. You can put your feet flat against the ground. And we can play a little game. What's the name of the game? It's called trampoline. And I like it because I get to see your boobs bounce. Oh, gosh, there's just no right answer. Don't call them boobs. Don't call them breasts. Don't call them tits. I want to see them bounce. I don't care what they're called. Uh Uh-huh. Well... I agree. Sometimes you don't like it the way that that feels. It can make them ache a little bit. But we are getting married, of course, so there should be a little suffering for me. Besides, I'll give them a nice big kiss after. What do you say? Come on. Oh, come on. Take those panties off. Put that ass against me. I love the skin to skin. Let's go. Uh Uh-huh. You still like my voice? Do you really? You're not sick of it? Do you really still like my voice, baby? Mm Mm-hmm. Does it really still do it for you? don't have to see it to know it's wet and that's pretty nice. Oh, I didn't do that. <laughs> Been wet this whole time, huh? Mm, there we go. mm-hmm
1: hmm mm-hmm mmm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Fucking baby, fucking baby. There we go. Ah, oh, come on. Use your fucking feet. Plant them hard and then you can, uh huh. Push back while I use my hands
1: on your hips to do the same.
0: Mmm. It's a fun angle, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's a good little workout, too both of us. I have to keep you upright. Mm, look at the way you've already got me pumping my hips and I can't quite fuck you unless you want me to. <laughs> uh-huh. It's a joint effort. You have to come down oh, so I can push up. Uh-huh.
1: Oh, Uh. Oh, you weren't lying, were you, baby? You promise? You love my stuff? Uh Uh-huh. I still do it for you? Oh, do it and do it and do it indeed. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. hmm Mm-hmm. hmm mm, mm. mm.
0: Fucking love it. I fucking love you,
1: and I fucking love the way it feels. Uh huh. Ah. Squeeze me tight, since we can't go so fast. Come on, squeeze me tight. Oh. Mmm. 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 Uh uh-huh. 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 uh-huh oh oh, feel so good, mm, tell me I feel so good cause you feel so good. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Grip the fucking head. You grip it so good. You make me come. Come on. Make me come, baby. Mm hmm. Oh, oh, fuck, that was a good one.
0: mm mm-hmm. oh, oh, poor baby, are they all sore. Come here. That's right, just lower them right in my mouth here. There we go. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, Ah, oh, there's much more where that came from. Mm-mm-mm.
1: Oh, fuck, 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 fuck.
0: Hmm. Actually, my mind isn't all that clear..
1: Mm-mm.
0: You actually just gave me a whole lot to think about. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm What do you say? You find something to do for the next hour or so, and then you can have me for the rest of tonight, huh? What do you mean you already got what you wanted out of me?